you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everybody, it's Loop. What is Loop? Loop is making engagement ring shopping easier with personal service, expert-style advice, customization options, and beautiful inspiration to help you find a ring that fits your style and budget. Really, it's more what her style is that matters more here, unless it's a ring for you. Either way, all Loop rings are handset, individually screened by their team of experts and meet the highest quality standards. Finding her a ring is a big decision. So here's $100 off your ring to free up dollars to get you your lady, that special ring that she really desires, just go to loopjewelry.com slash pages slash Dave and use the promo code Dave, D-A-V-E. It's loopjewelry.com. Go there now. Or wait, wait like a few minutes till we do the show. Then as soon as we're done, then go there. Or you could do it while you listen to the show. Speaking of which, let's start it. John sets up in the shotgun with Gurley on his right hip. Four receivers in formation. First down and 10 from the Kansas City 40. He fires right sideline. Gerald Everett caught him in the shoulder at the 10. Tiptoes the sideline. Touchdown, L.A. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi, and hello, and happy Thanksgiving, football fans. Welcome to Studio 66, the Dave Damashek football program, presented, as always, by Head and Shoulders. Good show coming up for you. Maurice Jones-Drew breaking down the two biggest games from Week 11, including that Rams and Chiefs classic that you just heard a little bit of there. And also Reggie Bush uh, reminiscing about the 2005 edition of Notre Dame and USC. What a gem that one was. And uh, Reggie's stories about it are uh, are truly uh, spectacular. You're going to want to stick around to hear those. Now let's say hello to the two people seated to my immediate left. Eddie Spaghetti is here in Studio 66 along with Martin Weiss. How are we, fellas? Doing well. I, I'm I'm great and I'm happy uh, the holidays are coming. We just uh, we're at a great Monday night football. What game. a what a role you're on, Spaghetti. You you got to meet uh, one of the guys from Alice in Chains on yeah. the fantasy show. Correct. Then we went out on Monday night and we we uh, we glad handed with Hollywood glitterati, pigskin glitterati. We kibitz go back and listen to the podcast uh, that we uh, put out. It was a special one for the DDFP, and it's not game-specific focused stuff, but we talked to the likes of Melissa Etheridge. Not the likes of. It was the actual Melissa Etheridge, who it turns out is a Chiefs fan. The Chainsmokers, Eric Dickerson, who was really fascinating, making some comparisons between himself and current Rams running backs, Maurice, J.B. Long, uh, Dante, who else? Dante Hall. Dante Hall was delightful. The, Flair, great, the great, the great uh, kick returner for the for the Chiefs. We talked to him about whether or not he was jealous that he doesn't get to be in this Andy Reid 2018 yep. offense with Patrick Mahomes at the trigger. In fact, we're going to talk about everything uh, with Martin and with Spaghetti. Excuse me, I, uh, something I ate, no doubt. Um, 
Uh, but oh, you know what? Actually, the one thing that uh, before we jump into a quick review of the two most prominent <clears throat> games of NFL Week 11, Spaghetti, you uh, I hope you're happy with yourself because you tweeted out a photo or a, a video of Gerald Everett's game-winning touchdown I that did. we just so happened to be right in the corner of the end zone for, right there. And he ran wild. up. He was right next to me. I don't mean he was he was close to me. And I, mean, I could have hugged him. Instead, yeah. I tried to high-five him, and uh, he didn't return the favor, and you got it on video. And now I'm a laughing stock. He left you hanging. That that video, I mean, I mean. The, first of all, to set the scene, like us being in the corner, and I, for some reason, knew it was going to happen. And I was like, I got my phone out. They were on like the 40-whatever-yard line. Got for the balls in the air. I'm like, he's catching it. I'm like, oh, he's probably going to go out of bounds. He tiptoed the sideline, and then me and you standing right there, he comes right towards us. And it was just like, the security guard went to go high five him and then realized I'm going to be professional. Then he comes closer. Your hands up here trying to get a high five from him. No interest in being professional. And then don't uh, make like it was up there for like uh, for 10 seconds. No, it was, it was a, a five. It wasn't five. It was anything. Good, yeah, it, was it was nothing. It and was a half a second. It was point five seconds. Uh, I don't know about that. Emma had to grab our, our camera equipment out of the way because like Robert Woods came to and, and like uh, Saffold was there. The whole team came in the corner to celebrate and we had like all this craziness in like one 30 second video and now has like over 30,000 views. The funny uh, thing was, awesome. uh, if, and like, I mean, also funny if you like laughing at your old friend Dave, um, was amidst all this uh, this human celebration, all the, the hugs and everything, the Rams just win a 54-51 or they're about to win this uh, this all-time classic game. And it really was that. It was um, awesome. Unbelievable game. The uh, as, as they do that, Robert Woods kind of looks over and goes like, hey, Hey Willie, and fist bumps Willie McGinnis, who's yeah. just standing there as uh, as the celebration uh, goes on. I will say this about that game: all the all the cools, all the football cools out there, had to get up, get going real quick about uh, about this isn't football. Give me a ten seven uh, defensive gem. And they're in such a rush to to stand out and and make that pronouncement Mm -hmm. that they have cut their nose to spite their cool face. We saw, and in fact, 2018 has really put on full display the crazy arm of Patrick Mahomes. It's unlike anything we've ever seen with the possible exception of Aaron Rodgers. Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner, two other guys who we caught up with on the field, were aware of that. And Tyree Kill, the one recurring theme that you'll hear if you listen back to uh, last week's show, last, uh, um, to the show from earlier this week, is that even pro football players um, are, are struck by the speed of Tyree Kill. They, uh, that, uh, Maurice Jones right. drew among them, just, uh, just really blown away by how Tyree Kill can blow away NFL, uh, sp- the, the speed that some of those NFL defenders have, and uh, he just uh, makes it look like they're standing still. It was definitely noticeable at the game. I mean, I'll take away his speed. I think seeing Aaron Donald play in person, yeah, huh? uh, I mean, I, this is the second time in person I've seen him, that he is the most dominant player I've ever seen. And then the best overall, the most talented player I've ever seen uh, is Patrick Mahomes, without a doubt. I mean, like, mm. it's just like he, uh, Kevin Harlan and Kerr Warren talked about it with his arm being like Gumby and how he's like double jointed and just like slings it. But the way that he'll he'll like roll to his left side and still come across his body and throw it. I, when we were on the field at the end of the game, I recorded every single snappy tub because you just, in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, he's going to do something special. I know there. everybody is so anxious, like I say, to, to stand out and to, and to be cool and, uh, and to try and uh, not 
fall into hyperbole that they're missing the fact that we're seeing some of the greatest uh, talent that uh, the sports world's ever seen. And it was all gathered on that field. I think we'll look back in 20 years and say, man, can you believe we saw those guys playing and in that 54, 51 shootout? So if I may, you know, I, my phone was dead on Monday, so I got my, I missed my invitation to the game, oh. but, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, sorry. It was, about it was that. there. That's a shame you missed that. I had the, uh, the second best seat in the house watching it at home on my television and all of that jumped off the screen, but I just have trouble with saying that there was no defense played in that game. There's a lot of good defense. That's exactly there was right. Five turnovers. Yeah. It was I, not. All, I, I, we, we have Maurice uh, coming up here in just a second for you. We talked yesterday about all this stuff, and you'll hear his thoughts on it. This was not Eagles Patriots in the Super Bowl, where neither side stopped anybody mm-hmm. the whole game. There were there were some splashy defensive plays throughout. Yeah, I mean, big time. You talked about Aaron Donald. I mean, he was everywhere. Yeah, he was. He was, yeah. And yet, right, it, 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 it is paradoxical that then you wind up with uh, 105 points in that game. But there were, in fact, defensive play. I mean, I guess there they scored. There were several defensive scores as well. Well, they scored 18 points. So, so yeah, that's I guess that contributes to. 18 points and that, that astronomically high number looks a little bit different. Precisely, precisely. All right. So we'll talk with Martin and Spaghetti. But uh, first, let's listen to Maurice Jones-Drew reacting to it, obviously, up in the broadcast booth, calling the action for you. Let's get his thoughts on Rams and Chiefs. Was that a Super Bowl preview? And also, his beloved Jaguars met their match in Duval County in number seven, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Let's talk about both those games right now with Maurice Jones-Drew. How? <laughs> That's Dave Damashek. Let's talk about what I considered to be the day after I attended your Rose Bowl, where you uh, put on many great shows. Yeah. I went there and I watched the yeah, uh, football weekend, didn't you? It was it was wonderful. I, I took the old man and my little boy out to the game to uh, to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you are aware of this, Maurice, but round about the time that you were matriculating, I got Rick Neuheisel and um, – Pete Carroll on the phone. At the I, I remember time. that. Yeah, I remember hearing that because we were supposed to do it. Um, I think Pete had brought it up one time, and our coaches were like, "No, nah, we're not doing that. We're not wasting a timeout." Darrell wouldn't do it. Yeah, that, that's why we didn't do it because you had one team has to waste a timeout in the first half. All right. Well, so and then you just decline the penalty. The other side declines it, and then you move forward. Well, no, no, no. You don't. You lose a timeout, so you only. Oh, that's the, right. You, so okay. that was the issue. All right. Well, not, well so we it's those. a big deal. Yeah, we need those. I was like, no, you don't. Like, I know. I got I got I got New Heisel and Carroll on the phone simultaneously on my radio show, and they both signed off on it. And Rick New Heisel said, "Look at you. You create a detente." And I said, I don't know what detente means, but Me either. that must be good. So anyway, so now they both wear their home jerseys. Yeah, it's a great, and, it's a great tradition. But uh, what a what a what a scene that Rose Bowl. What was a, it? What was a, it nice? It just was splendid. The mountains in the background, you know, the parking yeah. on the golf course. It's a great experience. So that was my Saturday, and then on Sunday I sat on my couch with the old man, a diehard Steelers fan, and for three quarters. Did you guys make you? I didn't think you were going to make it through that game. Oh well, I was. You know what? It's a funny thing. I was okay because the old man did not stop belly aching. He was the voice of every Yinzer back in Pittsburgh watching the game. Like, come on, Ben. Oh, my God. Oh, he's so bad against the Jaguars. Why is he so he terrible is. against them? He is bad versus the Jags. No, he he was bad against the Jags until he wasn't, Maurice. Well, this is. And I'm going to go back to the play that, that kind of sparked everything. Our safety, who, granted, has made some plays throughout the year being aggressive, jumped a curl. You're the safety. Like, 
I don't know what coverage you're in. You could have been in cover four. I mean, it, it, I mean, it could have been. I don't know. But then when there's no one in the middle of the field, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And and so that was a one time I think that they didn't get real pressure on Ben. He's able to hold the ball, and ABs are always going to take his opportunities. And and you know he saw the safety come down. He went to the middle of the field, but that started it. And the defense, you only can ask the defense to do so much. They played phenomenal. Two picks. Jalen Ramsey proved again why he's still the best, why he could talk, why he could talk, right? Went out there and did his job. He was great. And you scored nine points off of, off of turnovers. You can't have that. that. And that's where I think the difference is. When you watch last night's game, the Monday night game, I'm sorry, the Monday night game, um, they scored, like, I think each team scored, like, 35 combined 35 points off of turnovers. Like, that's how you win games when you get turnovers. You have to score and, and make it hurt the other team. And so in this situation, they didn't do that. And um, it's so funny. My my, my Twitter timeline, because I, I went to sleep. I ended up falling asleep because I had work early that morning. Um, and I woke up, and my phone's going crazy. You went to sleep during the Jag Steelers games? Well, I was tired. I, I went to sleep before the game. I see. So I got home at, like, 9.50. And I was watching, so I was just sitting on the bed, and then I woke up, and it was 1.30. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Why you missed I- a good one, Maurice. Very different than the other game. The game not just of Week 11 NFL, but probably the game maybe of the 21st century, the Rams and Chiefs. I want to talk to you about yeah. that for a second. But I do just want to say, I want to take the occasion to say, I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm too classy, Maurice. I don't throw uh, don't shots. Take, don't do. That. What, what shot are you going to throw? I literally told everyone what was going to happen in this you game. You didn't tell everybody. I you did. cannot be. You I cannot be this slippery and no. act like this. Shaq. The, you still own the Steelers when they Shaq, beat Shaq, you. Check. Pittsburgh scored 52 points. Okay. The week prior. All right. Isn't the best thing the, about your team that, the before, defense? So all right. So they did what they needed to the, do. To well, win hold, the on, game. hold on. Hold on. 52 points, and then they, I think before that they scored like 30 and 30. Okay. And then you come down to Jacksonville, who is limping around. Limping. Okay. Injuries all over the place. Steelers don't have the Injuries don't have their all, star running back and haven't had a season. No, they haven't. Exactly. And all so right. That I'm doesn't just count. telling you. So that, that doesn't that, count. Okay. Because he's not in Pittsburgh anymore. He's I off. See. He's somewhere else. I see. You have James Conner. Everyone, and again, rightfully so, James Conner was a guy that everyone was talking about. Mm-hmm. But I told you, don't, it's just well, some matchups. It doesn't matter how good a team is or how bad a team is. Jacksonville just plays Pittsburgh tough. And you can tell by the reaction of everyone in that game. And I think Mike Thomas said in his presence, like, for some reason, we come, anytime we play them, we have the worst game, period. I don't know what it is, but when you find it, they just found a way to win. And that's what championship teams do. And that's what makes them special. They found a way to win. But I'm just telling you, all this, like, people were like, oh, we're going to blow them out. well, I didn't Stop. have anything to do with Stop. they're going to blow them out. I didn't say anything. Everybody any of that that's jive. on my tw- oh Twitter was going crazy. Okay, I'm I'm not responsible for what other people say, but I'll tell you this though, Maurice. I just want to say this because I always love talking about the human beings that do these right. superhuman deeds. I feel like that that was a great example of when I always say, not that uh, the listener needs examples of why you're a better uh, athlete on the big stage than than Dave is, but. The mentality of Roethlisberger to know exactly like you say, we just he doesn't play well against this defense. He never does. He was, you know, had his worst game ever last uh, regular season. And it was like it was happening again. It was happening again. He was just terrible. And by the way, they were smacking him good during that game. There was pressure all around him the whole game. He was they were they were hitting him on every throw just about Um, they were picking him off. The, what if that were me in that situation? Come the fourth quarter, it's sixteen nothing, whatever. 
I would come on, Tom. Just take me out, man. This is this isn't going well. Like, or at least like I'm just handing it off because I don't want to do anything you else. Sound like my cousin who was like, just just you're just kicking, you're just beating up a dead horse. Like, yeah, I'd be like, let's, let's no. stop this. Instead, that's that's Moxie Maurice. That mentality to really, be like, I'm just gonna keep on well, firing no matter what. I'll tell you what I what I really appreciate of Big Ben was that is is good as Jalen Ramsey was playing in that first three and three. That's what I'm quarters, saying. He started to throw the ball back at him. Right. And that and that to me. That's so, nails, Maurice. Yeah, but that's to say, like, I think as quarterback, in the, and when you're the you're one of 32 quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, you have to have that in you. Because if you stop throwing at a guy, it's just like. But a lot of them don't. Done. You know that there are guys out there, there that don't have guys, that. There are some guys that, that, that try to stay away from certain that was, guys. That was, to me, as flawed as it was, that was uh, that is, to me, a top five Hall of Fame resume performance. That I quarter. wouldn't I mean, say all that. that was, I wouldn't say all what that. What he did with, the, with what was going far. against him. You're going him. too far. And the drops, well, the you gotta drops remember, that he overcomes. Uh, you got to remember, mean, too, offensively, okay. any other offense, I think, in the league, and, and, and there's some they have to fix this offense in Jacksonville. That, that game would have been over a long time ago. I get it. Well, that's a, that's a weird, as I always say, it's a weird uh, operation going on down there when they say, like, yeah, we struggle to pull points on the board. You're in the NFL in 2018. Figure out how to get more points. You have to. I don't know if you're paying attention, but other teams are throwing up 52. 54. Yeah, and what about that game, Maurice? Was that we talked about it at the stadium on Monday night with Jay-Z walking around and oh, Melissa Etheridge and all who's sorts that? of – Who's Melissa Etheridge? Etheridge. Come to my window, I'm a come a home. Wow, her, you know her. I've never heard that song. You know that. Song. I've, ne- I've never heard that song. Do you know the Chain Smokers? I do not. I didn't know them. I didn't, I didn't. I don't like. I was like, look, we're in L.A. Snoop Dogg just got his star. Like, drop Snoop because Snoop has performed there before, but they probably didn't want all the the. Uh, activities and extra things that happen when Snoop Dogg is there at halftime, right? I don't, well, so, that was already going on. No but question, the, but it gets <laughs> when Snoop's there, I think he lit, he lit one on the, side, on the field. So It was a magnificent, surreal experience. Go back and listen to that uh, episode of the DDFP. Certainly our rangiest collection of guests in the history. Of- yeah, did you have Ric Flair? We had Ric Flair. We had Maurice Jones-Drew. We yep. had your great radio partner, J.B. Long, a delightful yeah, fella, as greatest. well as uh, a, a talented uh, play-by-play man. Uh, Melissa Etheridge, Eric Dickerson. Oh, you had E.D.? Yeah, we talked to him. Oh, wow. You know what I was – What I was, oh, da, you know who else was great? Dante Hall, super charismatic. Yes. And I, I asked him yes. about – I said, what, are you jealous that you don't get to be in this offense? And uh, he said, no, I'm not jealous, but I would love to be out there with, well, it, uh, with, that, it kinda, with that gang. For him, it, it kind of sucks because Tyreek Hill is doing what he did. It's exactly right. And yeah. so it's like they don't even know who he is anymore. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about, but I don't want to spend too much time on it. It's uh, several days ago now. But the first thing you said in reaction to it was, man, uh, well, all the stuff you could point out around that game. Tyreek Hill blew you away. Huh? Oh, it was unreal. I mean, it's I understand there's people that are fast, and, and I've ran track, and I've ran against some really fast guys. But to see that translate to the football field, and, and talking to all the Chiefs coaches, they were like, he's a football player who ran track. Yeah, right. It's, he's the opposite of what – so he, He's not Ronaldo, Nehemiah, yeah. or any of those he's guys. None of these guys that come, you know, like Trendon Holiday, who ran track at LSU. Think, no, no, no. This dude plays football. He's just a fast guy. He, he was able to run fast on the track. And you see, you saw it. Every time he took off, it was like, oh, my. And he would jog his routes and then just accelerate and just run past people. It was unreal. I mean, 10 catches for 215 yards. Is that the uh, is that the greatest? Is that the craziest? How would you describe that game you've ever seen? Yeah, it was, it was the most energetic I've ever seen. 
It but, wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't just. I keep saying Eagles and uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl. See, the craziest game I would say would be that Patriots Falcons game because you were down uh, twenty eight yeah. to three and they come roaring back in what in a, a quarter and a half. Like that to me was like wow. This is this. And is you unreal. had the Edelman catch and yeah. the Julio catch. You had the, and the over go down and yeah, like that was to me was crazy. This game. It was so much energy that, like, I was just overwhelmed that I didn't go to sleep until, like, 2.30. It was really something. And like I said, with the Eagles-Patriots, that felt like, ah, neither team's stopping anybody. Right. This one, though, had three defensive touchdowns. which And a bunch of punts. Yeah, right. There was so a it, bunch it, of it, punts it, in there, too. Some, it was weird. Somehow, I said to, to Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass in the third quarter, somehow weirdly it doesn't feel like as many points as we're seeing here like neither side's playing defense so there were enough splashy defensive plays yeah. that you got a sense of like i don't know how we're both in how these teams are both winding up in the 50s by the way can you ask a question for me yeah. to uh to my friend gerald everett he didn't want to high five me after yeah you know what was that bad of me that was bad of you why you, you try to always make it about you you, if, I if, you wanted, if you I, wanted, you to celebrate, about? if you wanted to celebrate, you should have just been like, "Yo!" You should have gotten this face. Like that's what I'm talking about. Okay, but you tried to like make it. You had your phone out. Yeah, you tried to make it about you, and that and that's where it messed up. He saw the phone, and he just he did, he ignored you. You know what? I talked then, to him yesterday. He told me about it. All right, listen, sleuth. That's fine. You got it right. You can't you, make it about you all the time, Shaq. I know. What do you mean all the time? How dare you? Like, the more I start to think about this, you have your name, Damashek, in the That's background. Right. I also have like, your jersey up there. Yeah, but your name is bigger than everybody's. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's all Shaq right now. Oh, And I, and I get it. it. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Did the, the, you know, the unbelievable beating Jacksonville. It yeah, was really, unreal. It really was unbelievable about but, that. Um, a, uh, you know, a guy who probably wouldn't start. And to all you Chiefs fans out there, I hope you were able to sleep tight last night because losing after scoring 51 is a tough thing to swallow. Hey, by the way, just, speaking of nails, speaking of nails, Maurice, that Jared Goff, uh, after they go down and get strip sacked, it, things, it felt like everything's going the Rams' way all of a sudden. 40 to 30. Okay, exciting shootout game, but okay, the Rams are going to hold on here. All of a sudden, he gets strip sacked at his own goal line. Pro I mean, great play by Justin Houston, but still, to, and to, the, to then rally with that on his shoulders, that's what I'm talking about. That nails, you know. Those, you gotta, those are the little things, but I, I, there's, there's a lot I think the Rams will clean up uh, that they have to, four-minute mode. Can't give the ball back to an offense in that situation. Um, and if you do give it back to them, they can't have any timeouts. And, and, you know, just understanding that if you have to go to New Orleans, you almost have to play perfect to beat them. Well, they also got to run the ball more. Yeah. Right? That's the key. You That's You, you just can't uh, get into a yeah. track meet, right? Every right. week like that with these. Uh, you can't because you have the players to do it, but there's going to be a team that, you know, yeah, the playoffs are all about shortening the game and just finding a way to get out right. of there until you get to the Super Bowl. Then you do whatever you want in the Super Bowl. And and uh, just, you know, again, Patrick Mahomes, that whip. Man. Oh. Unlike, uh, unlike any I've seen save Aaron Rodgers. I've just never seen anybody who can sling he it with that thing. Ease. He threw that thing far. It well, Yeah, really. He, he really did. And then he's got, <laughs> he's got the fastest guy in the history of football at the other end of it. Yikes. All right. Good times. Great times with you, Maurice, at, uh, at the Coliseum for Monday Night Football with Spaghetti, Emma VP. Everybody else was there. Um, all right. Is Ryan Bartlett, is he okay? He was fine. I, think um, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Did he, did he make it home? You know, sometimes after those tough losses. You know what, Maurice? You know what I don't do? You know what I, I try to avoid? What Bartlett did at the game on Monday Night Football. When it was 40 to 30, there are 15 minutes left in the shootout. He goes like, yeah, I don't think the Chiefs can come back. 
Oh, he did. Three minutes. No, whoa, 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 hold on. Three minutes later. Did you just say that that you don't do that? I don't. No, do you that. just do it ahead of the week ahead. I I make I make a sincere prediction that comes from my heart. I every if it's up to you, Pittsburgh loses every week. Oh, we're gonna lose to this Browns team. I'm nervous oh, about that trip gonna... to Denver. That's a tough spot. All right, guys. All right, go ahead. I'm Thanks. out of here. I Thanks can't deal with this anymore. You're listening to David. Damn oh, Maurice. He's a you know, you know. It's I, I the the charges. You know, he's too slippery for his own good. He can't just accept the fact that Roethlisberger got him. Well. He's the best trash. He he's almost troll he's not- level now of like being a trash talker and just how it's just his opinion is the only opinion that matters. And the more he does it, the more I respect <laughs> it. And it's it's hilarious. I, I love to, I love talking to Maurice. I guess so. Well, <laughs> well, we have uh, another high end running back. One of our colleagues, Reggie Bush. We're gonna hear from him his recollections in advance of um, a very big game for Notre Dame coming up here against uh, the arch rival USC. Reggie Bush. They were one the powerhouse of of college football Reggie Bush and his pals they went into Notre Dame in 2005 to take on Chaz Weiss's team and it provided one of the great college football games that I've ever seen maybe the best anyhow we'll uh, we'll listen back to some of Reggie's thoughts on that one coming up but first let's kibitz a bit shall we about uh, NFL week 12 which is nigh here fellas uh, do you want to jump in should we get into the picks here what do you think um, yeah if you want to do that i'm fine with that let's well, rock and roll oh actually wait martin you wanted to talk about one, a, a division in pro football before we jumped into making game picks didn't you? i did i just the nfc east is is fascinating to me mm. because i can't none of the teams seem any good that's what you're focusing on <laughs> Well, you could be talking about the Chiefs or the Rams or... Uh, I feel like you realize I'll take a vague like shot at me. No, nah, man, honestly, it had nothing to do with you. I grew up a Saints fan before they were any good. So I, right. I'm used to watching the middle of the road and, and, and the doldrums. But, yeah, I just, with Alex Smith breaking his leg... I just do. You guys think the Cowboys are now pretty much locked up to win the division? No, no. I I think the I I here I can certainly see the path for them to get there, and I do think. Um, that they would be a scary team to go up against for 60 minutes. If they're if they're playing in the wild card round, do you want to be the team that has to handle Demarcus Lawrence and company? They get they definitely have a nice defense, and the way Zeke's getting it rolling now, yeah, yeah. I, I would not want to be playing that team. And Leighton Vanderess is seeming to figure out our too. guy. He's NFC uh, Defensive Player of the Week. What last week he was? So yeah, he's he's turned it on. I mean, I agree with you with their defense, and you guys are going to crush me for saying this right now, but. In terms of who you want to, who you don't want to face offensively, I mean it's the Giants. Oh, stop it! That's, right now, if you had to, if you had to line your team up, you you would you rather <laughs> would you rather play the, the, the like the Giants? You you don't want to play the Giants it's over not, the Redskins. I, or, I hate or, when people say this, but I'm not I, I'm not calling you out, but. That's like a fantasy guy opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham, but I also would uh, take that over uh, the offensive line of the Cowboys, which is now starting to come together, and not coincidentally, Zeke is getting on a roll too. Uh, yeah, they, they've they done better, and in, in the acquisition of uh, Mari Cooper has helped Dak Prescott out a lot, even though uh, Cooper's numbers aren't anything crazy but he's helped uh his his overall games his pass rating and, and completion percentage and stuff but i, I don't know I, I mean it could be the bias in me 
But I think right now, the way the Giants' offense looks, and I'm not saying the Giants are going to go on a run and make the playoffs. I'm just saying right now with Barkley running the ball, again, he's just going over 100, 150 total yards every game. Uh, Odell scoring the, you know, scoring touchdowns now. Uh, I, I, normally, I'd say the Eagles, but when the Eagles played the Saints, and the they, Eagles look bad, they man. did not look good at all. And I would, if you're going to say it's a coin flip right now between the Giants and, and Cowboys, I still would trust what Eli's been doing over what Dak's been doing. I will know when he's saying that. Well, yeah, no it's, one it's is the because the Washington world champions are not done yet. I, Carson I Wentz. The big factor is that Carson Wentz needs to. I mean, everything, everything went just so last year for that. Well, I guess that's not fair to say because Jason Peters went out and that was a major absence mm-hmm. for them. And yet they overcame that. Carson Wentz isn't playing the way he played in 2017. That's the thing that stands out. Yes, they don't have the power back back there to hold on to a victory. That's what really put them into the nasty position there. If they just merely hang on, the sky would not be falling in Philadelphia right now. If they had merely held on a few weeks back against uh, Carolina and not allowed that rally there, we would regard the the world champs a little bit differently, but they definitely have work to do because they have to vault not just the skins at this point. They do have to overcome the Cowboys. They're going to be all right. They got Jamal Adams, Notre Dame guy, who's they're going to use him now as like the power back. He's a bigger guy um, and who had a great season last year from Notre Dame, but got banged up uh, at the end of the season. So he, he was undrafted, but he's going to be fine. I think the problem is, and you mentioned with Jason Peters, is like the offensive line just has not been as good. And Lane Johnson's been pretty bad and he's been injured. So there's no continuity there. That's what's why I think Wentz is struggling, kind of like what happened with Eli. Just that you know, Eli didn't have time to throw, so Wentz is kind of suffering the same. When thing. I hear the name Carson Wentz, it reminds me to promote your uh, your NFL top 100 players list is out as we are into uh, week 12 here. Make sure you check that out at Damashek and at NFL Films. It's something we're working on with NFL Films. And with that being said, fellas, let's get into it, shall we? It's time for the week 12 Red Challenge flag picks. <laughs> Red Challenge Flag Picks. That was kind of a crummy performance by you, Spaghetti. I was, uh, caught me off guard. I was looking at my picks, and then right. I, I tried to hold the picks note at the end. But uh, You yeah. ready now? Uh, Yeah. All right, look, Emma VP comes in here now with, uh, with the Red Challenge Thank Flags you, ready to go here. Ooh, by the way, Pie Off is coming. That's a nice napkin. Mm, yes. Pie Off's coming next week. Be the, on the lookout for that. The flags that. double as napkins. Yeah. Versatility. Yeah. Um, okay, let's try it one more time. Ready? <laughs> I said it's time for the Red Challenge Flag Picks. Red Challenge Flag Picks. Much nicer, um, although I can't take uh, uh, Spaghetti's music opinions uh, credibly anymore because he said not. All right. Not, this is a not guilty, one half a hour ago. Pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure. He, he said that uh, that he thinks Creed's pretty good. I'd say that my guilty that. pleasure is, or like the opinion you you hold within you that you're afraid to say because people will bash you for it, is that Creed is not as bad as people say. No, they're very bad. Oh, they're bad. Okay. They're, they're, well, that's why it's my unpopular opinion. I'm sure you guys an, have. They're, a, they're an atrocity. I Those, think there's a difference between an unpopular opinion and just one that's wrong. Yes. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. I think I've argued this. Uh, well, I've argued, you know, listen, Hall & Oates. Not too bad. They have some bad songs, but they have some nice songs. I don't think you get crushed for that. I think people would make fun of me for that one. I don't think so. No. Really? That's okay? That's fine. I like uh, I Won't Go Home Tonight by Maroon 5. Is that one? But I think I don't think it's bad for you to like Maroon Five either. They're a okay. successful band. I mean, that's that's totally fine. I know. Sharing, just, Martin. You want to share something? 
My unpopular opinion? Yeah. Uh, my guilty pleasure is I go on YouTube and watch videos of people like getting their pimples popped and ah. zits like 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 in the doctor's office. You yeah. They go and ugh. My brother yeah. likes that. I don't like that. See, that's an unpopular opinion because yeah. when people don't like it, they're like, "Oh my god, it's disgusting." But secretly, like, there's there we walk among the <laughs> we yeah. walk among yeah. you. Like these videos will have two million views on YouTube, and it just be like this guy. Yeah, the doctor popper like growing out of his. Oh, no. Like, how do you have something like just this massive growth out of your shoulder, and you just now decide all the pus? I yeah. should get this looked at, and then they pop it and. There you go. Emma's well, getting disgusted. That makes it. me <laughs> pop it, and then you get the good squeeze, and then it's just yeah. Ugh. That, that's uh, vomit adjacent. What you're talking <laughs> yeah. about? There. So, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope yeah. you enjoy that food. <laughs> um, yeah, try to enjoy your leftovers. All right, here we go. Um, let's get into it now. We'll start off with a big one, legitimately, for two teams right there on the bubble in the NFC, fighting for the wild card as of now. If the Saints, I will still say, is I know that uh, Cam and company have not looked great, and Cam did concede that was a lousy throw, but I do think Riverboat Ron was right to go for it. For there. sure. I, I advocate all the time to go for two. If you're down one, and, you know, there's 30 seconds or whatever, a minute left in regulation. What's the better bet if you're the head coach, if you believe that your quarterback is the best player on the field, which Cam Newton certainly is in that situation? Who, what, what, are you going to gamble that he can make two and a half yards on a single play or that you're going to win the coin flip? Yeah. And, or if you don't win the coin flip, then you got to hold him to just a field goal or zero, and then you got to get the ball back, and then your putt returner has to take care of the ball, and then he's got to get it, and you got to move down the field and get it into position to kick the three, unless they kick the three and you want to win the game. Then you need the touchdown. Just go for two and win the game. That's, that's the, your best theory. bet. Did you like the play call? Yeah, that's, that's all saying. great in theory. He's, but a he line. he's a goal line. He was. He had a ton of time to throw. If he, if he, if he put the ball on the money, it I know, was, a, it was it, an easy two. I just think that he's like the their goal line back, essentially, and they just took that. I mean, Another discussion, but thing, yes. Yeah. Na- yeah. I agree. Yeah, they the same thing earlier it. in London. Like, I, I don't mind going for it, but if you're going to go for it, like, call a play call that is going to get you in the end zone. We don't know yet what city is going to play host to uh, my pending pro football team that mm. David Carr and I are going to have together. And we do know that the team name is the Handsome Daves, but we don't know, like, where, where they're going to be based out of. Maybe Portland. I don't know. The Portland Handsome Daves, that has a ring to it. I could do that. San Diego, maybe nice. we could go Bring there because those fans want a football team again. They, maybe that could be it. The 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 San, the San Diego, maybe we'll just be California. The California Handsome Daves. Bakersfield. So Dave okay. Can there you go. All right. I'm open to it. I, I'm any, uh, all bidding uh, will commence at uh, on my queue. We, are, okay. we aren't at that place yet. But, you know, boot action. In uh, in goal line situations and short yardage situations has never been stopped. Why don't people just keep doing it? That anyhow. So to the here and now, another guy who's good uh, with the boot action and uh, and play action is uh, is Russell Wilson. Let's make a pick on this one now. Down in Charlotte, North Carolina. We'll start with you, Spaghetti Seahawks, okay. Panthers. Choose. Uh, with the games we're picking today, I think the theme for me is like revenge, and we're just talking about it. Uh, so I'm going to say Cam and company has a good game, and they win at home. I think Carolina wins too. So I'm supposed to throw it at you? No, no, we no. All, no we it. all have the Carolina Panthers. I, eh? Yeah, I, I just huh. think that uh, okay. I think Cam 
is better than that when that last throw was obviously and I I trust him I try and Christian McCaffrey has had a really really strong season I just don't know if you know Bobby Wagner and company and the Seahawks defense could even contain him uh I think after losing a game in that kind of fashion too they're just gonna let Cam be Cam I, I like that they're home. If they're in Seattle, it might be a different ball game, but I, I'm I just feel strongly that Cam's gonna cut you know, rebound of how last week ended. Martin Weiss, given the choice, I have Patrick Mahomes on my bench in a in a game I must have in fantasy. Would you start Russell Wilson in Carolina or would you start Andy Dalton at home against the Browns? Oh man. I start Russ in Carolina, but that's an indictment of Andy Dalton. Yes, that's what I'm thinking about, spaghetti. The Browns, from what I kind of know from fantasy, is the Browns' defense isn't as bad as people think. I would almost go – Russell Wilson's – he's not running the ball anymore, but he's still throwing the ball. Like He's running around some now. Last he's bet more, time. but he's still on a career-low pace. Um, he still chucks the ball like the, with the best of them. I, yeah, I'd start this, Russell. This just might be the kiss of death, but I just feel like, especially in a fantasy matchup, Russell's not going to have like the as many negative plays and – Turnovers. That's exa- that yeah, exactly. Andy Dalton would have against. The I think the good play: go get Lamar Jackson if he's out there on the wire. Runs the ball that many times. Raiders for sure. That's a good spot for yeah. you. All right, here we go. Steelers, a mile high. Big Ben has uh, had some high-profile losses there. The team in the black and gold has uh, collectively the Denver Broncos trying to figure their way still into playoff relevance and it's not done yet for them if uh, if they can get hot there building on that win against the Chargers a week ago Martin Steelers Broncos choose uh, you'll be happy to know that I'm picking the Steelers in this one I really just, spaghetti you yeah. do I said revenge game. I don't, and they didn't lose last week, but it was not a pretty game for the Steelers last week. It wasn't week. a pretty game. And James oh, Conner, James Conner did not have a good game at all. I think with another week going by, the Le'Veon Bell stuff is like finally past them, and they just get that you know mental anxiety, whatever, out of the way. And Conner rebounds, um, and they just you know they they take care of it. Broncos are not great against the run. That should equal success for James Conner unless they completely sell out to to uh, stop James Conner, in which case I suspect that Roethlisberger will build on what was a brilliant fourth quarter, as you heard me talk about with Maurice mm-hmm. there. That was one of the great nails clutch performances that I've seen out of seven in his uh, Hall of Fame career. With the I, aid of a lot of penalties, but yeah. Oh, I just see, uh, But if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm sitting, I'm looking at the top of the AFC. I don't see why, I mean, Kansas City's obviously great. But I don't see any reason why, if I'm sitting in the Steelers locker room, why I, I should be playing in the Super Bowl this year. Well, they definitely, I'm sure, are buzzing about that. And a big part of getting to the Super Bowl would be avoiding that wild card round and uh, and uh, starting with a bye and, and hosting a divisional round game. That would be good for them. The issue is, and I talk about this on my Good Morning Football essay, make sure you check it out on Saturday morning, is that it's, I, I'm not saying it's unfair, it's just the way the fortune cookie crumbles that the Patriots have an easy path once again the rest of the way they play the Vikings in Foxborough they go to Pittsburgh and that's it for them they have cupcakes the rest of the way whereas the Steelers who are right there with the Patriots and could conceivably vault them um, uh, you know and uh, and have the Patriots or whomever else coming to Pittsburgh it's unlikely because they have to go to New Orleans. They have to host the Bengals after this. Uh, this is not an easy road trip to Denver. And then they uh, they also still have 
They're at the Raiders. That's not uh, a tough one. They still have one other looming tough game, and I can't think of what it is. Well, I say they, they still have the Patriots coming mm. down, but yeah. I'm interested to see what the Patriots look like coming out of the bye this time around. Uh, but, yes, I will take the st- the Steelers narrowly. This is definitely one that the Broncos uh, can, can win here. Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, another game that feels really, really important yeah. in just week 12. Eddie Spaghetti, Packers, Vikes, Rodgers, Cousins, Jews. This one's very, very tough for me. Um, I'm almost mainly picking this because uh, when we did our our yearly previews in the, uh, the NFC North, I kind of poo-pooed the Packers, and I kind of uh, praised the Vikings. Uh, so I'm going to say back to you know a rebound game. Thielen comes on strong. Um, I do think Aaron Jones is another really good game for Green Bay, but likes at home. Bang! Uh, Finally, the studio runs a little bit of red here. Red challenge, flags thrown. Martin, why do you have the Packers in this one? There's absolutely no way I'm picking against Aaron Rodgers in November, especially even worse when the competition is Kirk Cousins. Yes. That's that's a simple Sorry if that's too uh, simplistic for you there, but that's right. uh, There's no way. I've can't do it too many times as Aaron Rodgers be- had the back to the wall I mean it seems like this is I, I wouldn't I, I will say I wouldn't want to be a Packers fan at this point because this is the same thing that happens year after it's year that, like day. oh man we got to uh we got to rally we've got to make a furious uh, late season push just to get into the postseason but here we are once again I think once again Aaron Rodgers will do it with the aid of uh of a, a, a defense that has had its moments at least of uh, of looking good and yeah but they're yeah but they're not the bears and i think the vikings did a pretty good job versus the bears defense i don't i don't see it uh i mean the only way i could see green bay really winning this game is they just score 40 35 plus 40 points i don't know well what keeps happening is the <laughs> martin's point it's not a secret that kirk cousins is very bad in prime time yes. with all the lights all the attention he has not performed very well maybe the dome will oh. uh will make him think it's uh, one o'clock in the afternoon or something but uh i'm short of that yeah i'll take aaron Rodgers. Well, in terms of prime time like sure the 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 bears will throw anyone off but like the prime time game that they, they when they versed the rams out uh when they were out here on thursday night football weeks back uh, early in the season like they, i mean they scored at will versus the rams the Rams just scored more so i, I say tough of war no i understand that but I'm saying points wins he didn't play poor per se like they almost did come uh come back and win that game versus chicago but i i actually think for green bay the key to the game is if aaron jones is averaging six yards a carry like he is which is like college football numbers that's hard to stop um the vikings even seems to come up big but i just i still trust them at home um all right let's round it out here with a game the uh, a team that has not lost uh since mid-september it's the houston texans playing host to the tennessee titans the titans we saw them two weeks ago looking like world beaters or at least brady beaters not just defeating the new england patriots but humiliating them and uh, then the titans go out and they get uh, humiliated themselves looking for a big rebound here within the division to get back on the playoff path if they don't the texans extend their lead on the division titans texans martin choose the houston texans spaghetti come on throw it i know i definitely i want to pick the titans so bad in yeah. this one i was really ready to like the Texans, I'm going to take the Texans at home. 
I, but they are, they're a weird team because nobody is talking about the Texans. Nobody is hyping them. And with good reason, because they're narrowly surviving week after week. It feels like more often than not, at least they're, 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 they're getting through They're winning games and the defense is nice. And they are getting, they're catching some good health finally on both sides this year um, for the most part. But um I, I, I could see the Titans going in there and just, uh, you know, these are two of the very best defensive teams in the NFL. It's the best def- de- defensive division overall sure. in the NFL. When you look at what the Colts are doing as well, the mm. Jags are going to finish in last place is crazy to think about. Just, Although we did talk about that possibility oh. in August here on the DDFP. But for the Texans, I, they started out the season slow. I only, I only was able to catch, like, the last minute and 30 live of them when they went up to Foxborough. But I've seen Deshaun Watson try to, like, lead that drive down the field, and it just wasn't it wasn't positive, right, for the first couple first couple games. And then you hear the story of him riding in the riding on the bus because he can't fly. But it's like, but he can play football. That feels weird. But, you know, he's riding on the bus, and they're, but they just keep kind of, like, putting those wins together. After this, this – they haven't played a game in, like, some 20 days. Are like some like it's, it's really up there in terms of because they played Thursday, then they had to buy, and then like there's going to be a lot of time between now and then. I mean, between their last game and now, for Deshaun to get healthy, for them to get Thomas worked into the uh, offense. I just I like Houston a lot. All right, I hear your noise. It's uh, it's hard to say that uh, you you're not going to like the Texans JJ in a home game. Good again. Well, as bad as the the I mean Blaine Gabbert's uh, Titans worth pointing out there uh, last week, but nevertheless, uh, weird. Um, you know, Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. Let's see which one shows up. I'll take the Texans. That's a, yeah, that's a big point too. Is just like Mariota's elbow still banged up. The Titans have a, a real. Like, they don't want to commit to either running back with Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry. Their offense, the way it's run, should favor Deion Lewis, but they still, for some reason, forced Derrick Henry, who could not really catch the ball. They're too way too Jekyll and Hyde. Their defense is good, but uh, I think Money made the point a couple weeks back about how, like, the ACL injury that Deshaun Watson took, it takes time to heal and to come back and yeah. be your full self, and he's, like, finally got to that point, and they made the move for Demarius Thomas, who's been more of a decoy, but... Like they're not skipping a beat without Will Fuller because they have like Kiki Kuti who's going like he's having you know real, a really good season for them, um, and their defense obviously with the the front seven with like Watt and Merciless and Clowney they have the names there, but the defensive back has been good too. too with Tyron Matthew exactly. So I just think uh, Tennessee is not going to be able to score. Reem Jackson, yeah, that defense is yeah. the best, and that is something I definitely said that watch. That was a bold prediction that I made in the preseason. You watch the Texans defense will uh, be superior to the Jets. If the Texans had an actual really good run game, a good ground game, they would... It's coming on. Uh, uh, it's so it's showing signs in the last scarier. month or so. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, Martin Weiss. Good stuff, Eddie Spaghetti. Good stuff, Maurice Jones-Drew. We encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast from earlier in the week. Right now, let's look ahead. A little college football, a classic rivalry, not based because of, uh, of uh, regional proximity. Rather, these were two of the juggernauts from way back, and so the rivalry carries through through to this day the fighting irish have a big test well maybe it's not that big a test but still yeah, any they, given they, saturday you know, well no it's not that's not what they say they don't say any given saturday they say you throw the records out when these two teams play there you go i don't know i don't know their name's not that good how about that 
they could lose to. They, I could see them losing the. To say they're US. not good is a really not true statement, but it could it could be. <laughs> your only your only thing to save you is that if they're they're traveling out west and it's it could be a trap game. If- All I know is this: there shouldn't be a one loss team in there over UCF. Are they in the division or are they not? Are they are they Division One A UCF? Well then, then take, what are we doing? Take, well, it up, what, take it up with the Michigan fan. Notre Dame's undefeated, so I don't know. Yeah, well, Michigan, my Indiana Hoosiers, almost. Uh, almost what? They led at the half, friend. What do you mean? They play four quarters in college, Dave. All right, they only lost by eleven. That's a pretty good loss. You for only the have Hoosiers to lose by one, in. Dave. I I get it. I know what the <laughs> I, I I get uh, how the rules and regulations uh, apply here. Just thought I'd refresh it. I think it was a nice uh, little moral victory for for the Indiana Hoosiers. I like that. Um, Where do moral victories go on like the college football? It depends. It uh, it completely depends. It depends what who who you are. There is no moral victory if you're Michigan. There, but there's no such thing. If they go to the Final Four and Alabama whips them by, or, or they only lose to Alabama by ten, that will not be the people say, "Well, nothing to hang your head about." Yeah, no, there is. You're Michigan. You're supposed to not get whipped by anybody. Indiana Hoosiers. We're 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 supposed to be a punchline. I should throw a red challenge flag for the moral victories because when I say that about the Giants, I get crushed. But you're an NFL team. You're in the you're Big the... Ten. Okay. Show some respect. All right, there's rules to the to. Yeah, that's right. There are rules, friend. If you're if you're the Cleveland Browns, then you can have a moral victory. Are you? Are is that who you are? Okay. Or is Eli going to the Hall of Fame? No, which, which one is it? I'm writing down the rules. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, you should learn them. You know what? Fine. I'll I'll make fast. I'll make hard and fast rules for you if that's how you want to play it. Yeah, it'd be easier. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, you should have enough sense to understand. I get what you're who, saying. Yeah. Who is in a position to have moral victories and who is it? And somebody who's a Giants fan who in your lifetime has watched them win a couple of Super Bowls should understand better. But that's how bad things have gotten for you. Where's your honor? Where's your dignity, sir? Long gone. All right. Now let's hear from Reggie Bush <laughs> as he looks back at 2005, the classic from South Bend, Indiana, his recollections of the Bush push. I think the one you played against Notre Dame is yeah, to me. special. That might be the best college football <laughs> yeah, game I've ever seen. That was pretty special. Yeah. I, um, you know, and there was, there's also another story behind that too. So, we would always go to Notre Dame whenever we played up there. We would go two days before um, just to get acclimated to the time change and to the environment. And and so we would always – the game was on Saturday. And we, we got there on Thursday. And we landed on Thursday, and we went straight to the stadium on the, on the team bus, and we were going to do our walkthrough. So as we pull up to the stadium – there is a sea of green people <laughs> out there with the little leprechaun leading them in, the, in the, basically a pep rally, right? So we get there, we pull up. All of a sudden, we see that whole sea of green people rush our bus, over to our buses. So we obviously get hyped <laughs> because that's what we feed off of. We, sure. we fed off of energy like that. And so when we would go to away stadiums and the the crazier it was, it was the better. It was better for us because we thrived in those environments. So the whole sea of green people ran over to our bus, including the little mascot, and they're like chanting stuff, yelling stuff, you know, going off. And so we're on the bus getting hyped like we normally do, and we're shaking the bus back and forth. So we get off, and they form like a walkway, like no bigger than that door right there. So that's how close we were to all the fans, and they're just yelling stuff at us, chanting, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it it fed right into, you know, who we were. And um, I'll never forget 
It's you like know. they say, it's, you know, I, I think it was Reggie Jackson who said, if they ain't booing, they don't know who you are. Exactly. Exactly. You so guys were rock stars. We, and we fed right into what we needed and what we wanted at that time. Um, so once we got into the stadium, everybody was all jacked up. We were ready to play the football game right there, that day. Like right there at that time, we were like, let's put the pads on, let's go play. It is weird that they had the intel, like, hey, SC, it's two days before the game, but the bus is on the way <laughs> now. Everybody get the green on. Yeah. So, um, that, you know, and they were saying, obviously, some derogatory stuff. They brought up, you know, some things from, like, other, you know, from past players and stuff like that. So it kind of – it also upset us, too, you know, and it fired us up. Uh, so then fast forward to game day. And, you know, anytime Notre Dame comes out in these green jerseys, it's like they don't lose. This is supposed to be it. Like, this is the end-all, be-all. So they went in. They came out warmed up in their normal gear. And then they come back out in the green uniforms, crowds going crazy, you know, and uh, it, it was it was one of those those moments you were like, all right, let's do this. You it know? was I I remember it so well. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you noticed uh, Emma VP there behind the glass mm -hmm. was perfectly cordial to you. Eddie Spaghetti, though, is a diehard Notre Dame fan. Uh, and he refuses to make eye contact <laughs> with you. What do you think of that? You heard his feelings. I felt it. I felt a little, I felt a little negative energy no, no, as I walked no, up no, over I, it. I, I, I will say, as well, I grew up in New York City, an Irish kid. You have to riff Notre Dame. Uh, seeing, I mean, watching you play uh, that game, I remember crying. At the end yeah, of that game. I, I cried. No, I cried after the game. I, and you deserve. And you deserve. To, I cried I mean, after the game. But after the questionable goal line play, and, uh, I, I, it's just that that that's one of we, those things stuck in my brain. You know forever. what? Like you guys have home field advantage. You're supposed to get that call. Like the refs <laughs> supposed to make those calls, especially when you have home field advantage. So that's on the refs. Was the grass actually that much? Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, they really did that. Wow. Yes. Every time we played there, it was like that. The grass was really? abnormally high. And from what we were told and from my understanding was that they did it to try to slow us down. Yeah. Uh, but if we're slowing down, they're going to slow down as well. So as well. So but the only time where I really got upset about the grass being that high was that game. I was back to return a kick. There was another guy who was returning a kick. His name was Desmond Reed. And they kicked the ball. It took a weird bounce. And it bounced through his legs. He turned around, ran back to grab it. He stepped down, shattered his whole knee Ooh. In, the gra in, the, in that deep grass. And that's and he never really recovered from that. He had nerve damage in his leg. Um, you know, it took him like two years, I think, before he finally be got back to, you know, being able to play again. And um, that was the only time where I was like, okay, like this is a hazard. Like they, they this shouldn't be allowed, you know, to, to, to have the grass this high. It should be just a certain level, you know, it should be, should be a rule it has to be a certain level. So that was the only time I was, I was really upset about that grass being that high, but other times, you know, it was, it was whatever. I, um, yeah, you mentioned, uh, I, uh, at that time, Chaz Weiss is the new coach. He's, uh, you know, he's riding. Oh, Charlie high. Weiss, Charlie yeah. Weiss. Yeah. Riding high off of the Belichick. And, uh, I think he probably mm -hmm. was there for three, probably three Super like, Bowls, maybe two, Yeah, maybe yeah. just for the first two, mm -hmm. but either way. So he's this high profile guy. The, the Irish are going to be back now. Yeah. And this was, this was it. So yeah. they were undefeated, right? For, for that one. Or did they, were they? I think, Maybe I'm trying to think if they had lost. I the think game, they were right? undefeated. I think we're, we're no, we were undefeated, and they whipped out the the dark green jerseys with the gold numbers. Like that was right. everything was yeah. riding on that game. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And yeah. it had that feel to it. And what I remember, it was a it was a great uh, October day. And mm -hmm. this is this is at the time people are talking about USC. This is the greatest dynasty college football's mm -hmm. ever seen. And Notre Dame has a knack for knocking off these juggernaut mm -hmm. kind of teams, mm -hmm. and the green jerseys fed into that. Yeah. And I remember watching the game, and very early on. 
you get the ball up the gut. And I I remember just thinking it was one of the most nails plays by a high profile guy that mm-hmm. I that I can recall. Mm-hmm. I always say underdog stories are great. Yeah. They, it's neat to watch somebody come out of nowhere. Uh-huh. But I think when a guy has all the pressure, yeah. hey, you have to turn this thing around yeah. and you do it, I yeah. think that's the coolest thing yeah, yeah, in sports. Yeah. <laughs> Did you yeah. feel I got to make a play in this one? Because you get about like five yards deep into yeah. the in uh, on the Notre Dame side of the line of scrimmage. And you very casually, without breaking stride, just sort of vault right over yeah. a guy and go to the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> what, what the, do you remember? That was the first play. Of the, um, that was the beginning of the game. Very so early, yes. I do. I just remember, um, you know, just everything building up to that game. I didn't really feel pressure. Um, to me, it was just more about give me the ball and let me go make a play um, and, and keep giving me the ball until I, until I make a play. But that was that was one of those moments where – um, you talking about where I jumped over the guy and yeah. scored a touchdown. I just remember um, after I jumped over him, I, re- I actually thought he was going to, he had set up perfectly to, to tackle me, uh, but he just put his head down. I jumped over him. And I just remember running into that stadium, into that, that, that field and seeing, um, you know, just, uh, you know, it was just a it was just a, a special to, sight to see I was running. Say like seventy thousand yeah. people looking like human uh, uh, yeah. balloons deflating. Like they're like, we're gonna take down the mighty Trojans. Yeah. Then you just do that boop. You yeah. jump over jump the over guy. And you run to the house and go. That that hype that touchdown really hyped me up for the rest of the game. Like I really got excited and just even more like, okay, like we got this. Like we. Let's hold on to this momentum that we got right now. And and I'll never forget just getting in the end zone and just feeling like a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? I, I the the thing that I resonates for me when I think about that game is, and for an iconic game, you want the touchdowns to be memorable. And yeah. I feel like everyone, I mean, whether it was a punt return or right. a long run. Yeah, Zibikowski's punt return. Yeah, it was cr- every yeah. play was a big play it in was. that game. I was, like. I, yeah, Zibikowski played really well that game. But I just, I never, that punt return, it was just like, Guys was just like he had grease on his jersey. Guys was just tackling and slide right off of him. Um, and and uh, then also Jeff Samarja played really well that game. Yep. Um, and Brady Quinn obviously played very well that game. But yeah, their their key players made big plays that game. Right, and I feel like um, like I say, I thought it would had to be pretty deflating for the for the Irish and for their fans when you snapped off that run early yeah. in the game. But instead, they punch back yeah, and they're trading back. back and yeah. forth. Uh-huh. And a recurring theme for us here is you don't want to be the team that's supposed to win all the time because that right. can be a curse. You, oh, for sure. That that's a yeah. burden. So yeah. all right, now the Irish have the lead, and you guys were supposed to take care of business mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. What's it like in the huddle? Describe for me that last drive, because to me, it's one of the most nails yeah. thing I've ever seen. Well, when it was fourth and I don't know however long it was, I, I pretty much was like, all right, well, this is it. <laughs> I thought pretty much the game was over, you know, and obviously I still believed, but, you know, the odds were heavily what's, stacked. What's Leinert say? What's he in the huddle saying there? Just called the play. That was it. And it was like fourth and like 15. No one says 11. If we don't make a first down, guys, the game's over. <laughs> and then we lose. No. I think that was just pretty. I think it was understood. <laughs> Everybody understood that. And But what a ball he throws there. <laughs> Man, to this day, that is one of the best throws of it. It really is, you know? Like, it, Given gr- the it grazed the defender's chest and perfectly right into Dwayne's hands. And so I remember running behind Dwayne thinking, like, I, have my, I might even have my hands up, like, touchdown. Mm-hmm. 
And then I forgot how slow Dwayne was, DJ was. <laughs> and the guy clipped him and got his and got his legs and tackled him. So so now we're scrambling. We're like, okay, let's go, you know, let's get to the next play. You know, and then uh, I had a run in that I think I had a run on that series where I kinda went out of bounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the to Matt's, you know, where he tried to scramble and run and the ball got knocked out of his hands and out Blew of bounds. Out of his hands, right. So then at this point, we're on a goal line. And I remember looking to the sideline and um, after, you know, there was all the, we got through the chaos of do we still have time on the clock or not? So we're in the huddle and um, it's either QB sneak. Does anybody. But I mean, yeah, you guys are 20 year old kids out there at this yeah. point. Is anybody aware? I mean, you say you feel it. But is anybody saying this is crazy what's happening right now? No. Is anybody at all? Well, we better do this because no. this is the last chance, yeah. guys. Nobody does any of that kind of no. stuff. No. So and, and I asked him, I was like, he. Because we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't have any timeouts left, so we had to have a play ready. Um, and they were trying to figure out the refs, trying to figure out, you know, whatever. So that kind of gave us a little extra time, maybe twenty extra seconds, which is a lifetime at, mm-hmm. at that moment. So I remember looking to Matt in the huddle, and I said, "Are you going to sneak it?" And uh, he said, "Yeah." So I was like, "All right, let's, let's do it then." So he, so when he hiked the ball, they knew we were going to run a quarterback sneak. You could see why. That. Why do? Why wouldn't the assumption be? And I'm surprised five isn't saying you're yeah. going to give me the ball here, right? <laughs> well, we were on a one, and they, they, you can just tell they knew it was going to be QB sneak. I mean, they literally stacked everybody possible on that line. Mm. And they actually stopped him. The initial surge knocked him back, which is why I ran up. I remember. And gave everything I possibly could to pushing him in the end zone. And the rest is history. And now it's legal to do it in college football. So, it is now? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, you can push the, you can push the quarterback or anybody. They de- I definitely is anybody. pro football because they, they just visually, I mean, it's clear as day yeah. that guys now push guys from behind. Right. It should be. But I don't. It's not legal in NFL right now. Oh, it's now. not. No. You still see guys do still it. See guys do it. They run up into the stack of uh, bodies and push forward. But in college football, it is legal. I do know that for a fact. It's How about that? So the bush push is now <laughs> paved the way. This is so two hundred years from now, you'll right. still be remembered for that, if nothing well, else. Remember me from something, if nothing else. So he goes into the end zone, and it really yeah. is, and it stands as one of the most dramatic victories in, uh, forget, uh, college football and football and yeah. sports, really. So then celebration, should he have been allowed to do that? Should Reggie have been allowed to push line yeah. up into the end right. zone and all that stuff? Yeah. Then you weep in the locker room? So we were just so going back to Thursday, and everything that built up that led to that final moment was just – it was extremely exhausting for one. Um, I was glad the game was over. I think everybody was glad that game was over because we had put so much energy and effort into the buildup and then to finally get to the game. And then it ends out playing out to be as great of a game as it was. I think once the game was over, we all felt, um, for one, we felt a sigh, of, a sigh of relief, but we also felt like, that was one of the greatest moments we've ever experienced. I, I, I never you. forget guys in the locker room was like, like eyes this big in the locker room. This is like 20, 30 minutes after the game was over. Like I just witnessed the greatest game ever. <laughs> and uh, right. it, it was emotional, you know, for all of us, you know? So I, I did cry though on the sideline after that game. Boy, that's like, I something. just had tears. Like I just, I don't even know if they were tears for joy. I think it was just like tears for like, oh, thank God this is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You listen to that. All right, that was great stuff. Yeah. 
That was uh, fun to revisit that. You don't remember that. What I eight? most definitely remember that. No, I was not eight. I was, uh, what was it, 2005? I was five. I was 13, 14. Oh, that stings. Yeah. That's, that's, that's prime. Uh, oh, I was wearing my jersey. I was, I cried after the game. It was I mean, it was like an event. <laughs> I had people over the house. Like, we watched that. It was, that game meant so much. Like, to, just to beat that team. And they almost did. Oh, God. It was, but you know what? What stinks about that, too, is like when Reggie came, like, and did this. And I spoke, like, he's just the nicest guy. So it's like, I, I was, I'm supposed to not like you, but he's just like the best. So it's a it's, delightful fellow. You two are delightful fellows as well. I hope you enjoy the, uh, rest of your holiday weekend. Emma VP, thanks to you. I hope everybody gets to have uh, a good uh, holiday coming up. We're just into it now. This is uh, this is the, the the sweet spot of the holiday schedule. Now you take, okay, so now Thanksgiving's by, but you're back at work, but people like only half work now. I think like most jobs, you can go out at uh, about noon mm-hmm. and have a couple drinks and go back. Not us though. We work all day. No, I know. But uh, but I I'm I'm making a you can if if you want to have uh you know have a, a bourbon at your desk I'm I'm saying through the calendar year in Damn another life I've I've been known to uh yeah you have a nice time the, the rest of the year you don't nobody really tries at, at their uh, work I I did the cubicle gig okay. in Chicago before I moved out here I get how it goes you don't really try for the next like five weeks or so you don't you don't get back to work till really like January second January third anywho I hope it's uh, good for everybody we'll talk to you. After week 12, uh, to review that for you and to look ahead to week 13. Until then, for Martin Weiss, for Eddie Spaghetti, Emma VP behind the glass, everybody else uh, working on the show, happy holiday, and uh, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.